Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to our community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof. And we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our community. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my apartment's coming together a little, little bit. We're going to paint this weekend. Go ahead over to YouTube and subscribe so you don't miss that vlog because I'm so excited to paint. I want to lime wash my walls. It's a little, it's almost too bright in here now, which is funny because I've been complaining about my lighting forever. But you can see like I have all the vintage mirror decor going on, the candles, we're getting there. Anyway, I'm just having my morning coffee. So if I slur my words, that's why. But I hope we're exhibit A. I hope we're having our morning coffee together. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I do want to give a little disclaimer that the audio on my end, it's totally fine. It's coming from my headphones. Basically, I guess my mic had unplugged and I didn't realize the entire episode. So <laughs> on my end, you're not going to hear it from my mic. It's going to be from my headphones mic. It's not that bad, but I just wanted to warn you and apologize. And I'm sorry, but the episode is too good not to put out. So I had to just bite the bullet and be like, you know what? Not everyone's going to be a home run in terms of audio and technical difficulties. So we roll with it. The episode was so, so good. So we have Callie Jardine on the podcast. She has 100,000 subscribers over on YouTube. Her main name on Instagram and everything has always been I'm sweaty and I know it. So you might be familiar. She has almost 300,000 followers on TikTok and she has about 63,000 on I'm sweaty and I know it on Instagram. So she is huge. She talks about all things Pilates, cycle syncing. And of course, I had to ask her about social media as well. But we spoke about tips on being consistent with Pilates, working with your body and not against it, her thoughts on HIIT workouts, and all things cycle syncing. So what the hell is cycle syncing? How do you do it? How do you actually work out on cycle syncing? All of the questions I've been wondering about cycle syncing, we are asking her. She's actually giving us one month free on her platform online for Pilates. And so if you use the code DARE, you'll get one month free. Oh my God, you guys, I literally can't speak. This is terrible. Use code DARE for one month free. Apply code at checkout. Let's keep that all in. <laughs> I'm going to put the link for that in the show notes. So if you want to try out her Pilates platform online, go click the link down below. And let's hop into really quick what's in alignment and out of alignment for this week. And feel free to share with me as well. Just go ahead over on Instagram and DM me. So I would say what's in alignment is I'm finally getting back into a routine. I feel like I'm prioritizing my health again. I am eating breakfast before I drink my coffee, which is like a huge goal for me. It's really hard for me, honestly, once you've adapted a habit of not eating until after your workout, it's really hard not to feel like heavy or gross going to work out after eating, but I'm mastering sort of like what's just enough to not spike my stress hormones with having coffee first thing. So like what's just enough food to help with that, but not too much where I'm going to go to the gym feeling super full and like I'm running on 
a full meal stomach. So just now I had like some Saqqara granola with almond milk because there's the healthy fat in there from the coconut in their granola. And I believe there's protein in the nuts. And then I still add some collagen powder and MCT oil to get that fat and protein in my coffee as well. So I'm hoping that this will do the trick. Um, I do have a code for Saqqara as well. If you want to try that out for 20% off, it's always Exogen Lauren. Um, that's always linked in the show notes too. So I just feel like I'm getting back on my routine. I really don't make plans at night during the week. I can't right now with my side hustles and ending work at seven and trying to do apartment stuff at night because we're still like moving in. It's just not happening. So I'm happy that I'm prioritizing like doing that on the weekends and during the week, just prioritizing my health, my side hustles, all of the things. What's out of alignment is probably that just feeling like I want to give my all to this podcast. I want to give my all to YouTube. And I also give my all to my full-time job. And I also want to give my all to Ethan in this apartment. So I've just been feeling like, ah, how do I do it all? Um, but I'm trying to just figure out ways to streamline. So for the podcast, I I don't know if I'm going to keep doing an alignment out of alignment because it might make more sense to just film my intros when I film the episode so that the episode is front of mind and everything's ready to go and be released when I edit it instead of having to every single week come on and film an extra intro. But if you guys are liking having these intros in full time, I mean in real time, in the in alignment, out of alignment, and you feel strongly about it, send me a DM because I know I've done this before where I was like, I think I might nix the in alignment, out of alignment, and I got honestly, a lot of DMs saying, please don't. And I was like, wow, you really went out of your way. Okay, I won't. So anyway, that's just an example. Um, Camilla, who helps me edit my podcast episodes, we started a spreadsheet so I can just like have everything streamlined and easier. So I'm trying out all these different things with my social platforms so that I can still pursue my passions on the side without it feeling so overwhelming. So yeah, that's out of alignment, but we're working on systems to fix that. So we shall see. Let's breathe in what was in alignment for us this week and breathe out what was out of alignment for us this week. Okay, again, apologize for my mic. It won't happen again. I mean, it might, we never know, but we will strive to have that never happen again. I guess it just unplugged, which is really unfortunate, but such a good episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Give us, me and Callie, both a follow on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and all the things, and I will see you next week. Hi, Callie. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I can't wait to be on. I'm so excited. This is the first podcast I've recorded in a few months, and it just feels absolutely perfect because I just started cycle syncing myself. So I'm like geeking out over here. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Have you been cycle syncing like your workouts and food, like the whole thing? So I'm trying with food. I, I find that when I actually go to the app, like an app that I use and it tells me what to eat, it... I end up already craving those foods. Like it's things that I was already eating anyway, which is really interesting. So cool. Yeah. So it's mainly the workouts for me. And then I'm trying, I got this 
what is it called? Bia wellness. I got these seeds for seed cycling too. So like just diving in. <laughs> I love it. One of my goals for 2023 is to start cycle syncing like my food and stuff. Cause I only cycle sync my workouts, but right. the food thing has been a little overwhelming. It's like a lot, but okay. I want to like ease into it. Okay. I agree with that. I've been starting with the workouts and yeah. So okay, I have so many questions on this. So let's just dive right into that. Then I wanted to ask you. It seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you're strictly a Pilates girl. So what does that mean for you when it comes to cycle syncing your workouts? Then, so I okay. A little background is I used to be a competitive figure skater for like my entire life. I have been working out since I was eight years old, which sounds extreme, but for training for skating, like you have to do off ice exercise in order to train really well on the ice. So I started off with like in my training, there was a lot of like plyometric movement, hit workouts. Um, I also dabbled with like weight training as well. And it wasn't until I was, I think I was like 14 or 15, I started having really bad, um, it's called Osgood slaughter in my knee. It's like growing, it's basically an extreme version of growing pains. And I wasn't able to do all of the off ice training that other people my age were doing. Cause I genuinely could not jump without like my knee, like it sounds so painful, like popping. Like it was so painful. So my mom, she was like, I found this cool thing called pure bar. Do you want to try it? And I was like literally too young to even do the class and they had to make a special exception for me. So here I was 15 years old in my pure bar class with like all of the like young moms around me. Yeah. And that was like my first time really experiencing kind of low impact training. And it wasn't until my sophomore year of college that I like became a fitness instructor specifically for pure bar. And at the time I was doing like going to the gym still like weight training, a lot of cardio workouts. I was doing like Kayla, it seems like hit workouts. I genuinely had no idea what I was even doing. Like I just do what everyone said was the only way to like see results. I so I was just all started with Kayla. <laughs> Our generation started in the gym with Kayla. <laughs> okay. This is going to sound so bad, but like all of my friends would like pass around like the downloadable guide. <laughs> As you should. That's actually really smart. <laughs> so obviously that's not ethical don't do that but I I I mean college when you when you need you gotta do what you gotta do (laughs) do what you gotta do so I was doing all of that training and then basically when I became a pure bar instructor is when I started actually realizing that working out wasn't just you like you didn't have to just exercise to get physical results like there was more to working out besides the physical and that was when I was like okay I actually really enjoy doing low impact workouts I think my body feels a lot better. And then that led me into becoming a former Pilates um, instructor. And then during COVID, obviously, like everything was closed. So I was all at home, just like mat Pilates, slider workouts. And that got me really, really into just the world of Pilates. And I still dabble with bar. Like I do my studio, I have a workout called Bar Lotties, where I blend Pilates and bar together. And it's really fun. But I'm like, I just kind of listen to my body now. My body seems to be vibing with the low impact workouts. So that's what we're doing. Right. So then when it comes to cycle syncing, will you just do maybe longer, more intense workouts in terms of Pilates and bar those days? And then the other days where you have more energy, maybe you'll do like longer videos. Yeah. So basically kind of what I do is I have a reformer machine at home, which is a vibe, but 
I would do during like so the luteal phase okay for anyone listening how to cycle sync there's four phases we have the menstrual phase which is when you get your bleed and then you have the follicular phase which is the phase directly after your period and you start to feel your energy levels and hormone levels increase which leads you into your ovulatory phase which is just a I think it's like 48 hours or so it kind of varies per person when you actually like release your egg that's when you can get pregnant and you have the most energy and you feel really good and then the next phase the luteal phase which is I think it's the longest phase and you start to feel your energy just slowly decrease and that leads into your period again so for the luteal phase that's when you're supposed to do a lot more resistance training types of workouts and that's when I'll add like either I'll do reformer training or I'll add like intense booty bands which add like 25 pounds and then I'll add ankle weights I'll like increase my strength or like resistance if that makes sense during that phase um and then follicular I'll do like you said like longer workouts I do a lot of cardio pilates workouts I'll even go on like runs I'll do like I'll just add more cardio to my life okay and yeah that's kind of what I do Okay. That makes a lot, a lot of sense. I'm rusty at this. It's been a minute. I forgot to ask you your top self-care tip at the top of the episode. So you have to give us that first. Um, oh my gosh. I, I have so many. I feel like literally just having your morning, it makes the biggest difference having a morning routine and just like protecting your peace right off the bat. It's a game changer. Is there one thing that you have to do every single morning that sets up your day? Literally going on a walk. I haven't been doing it since I've been home. It's been freezing cold in Pittsburgh where my parents live and I have not felt like myself. (laughs) That's the struggle. I'm in New York City and I'm like, I listen to Andrew Huberman and you're supposed to get sunshine every morning for 10 minutes and I'm just like, ah. (laughs) I got sunshine for 30 seconds yesterday and I was like, I'm soaking it in and then it went away. I was like, okay. Like soaking in while I sit here shivering to death. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I totally get that. Um, so what inspired me about you and your story when I discovered you, I found you on TikTok as I was searching cycle syncing because I am starting that journey. So I was like looking into all these people posting about it on TikTok. And what stuck out to me about you was your transformation and just your story. I've heard you on some other podcasts before. And I kind of want to talk about when you hit your rock bottom, let's say, like, was there a moment for you where you were like, okay, I'm done not feeling good in my skin. I'm done with how things are going. Do you remember that moment where you were like, I need to find what makes me feel good. And like, what was that first step? Yeah. So just to clarify, I think a lot of people kind of assume like there's so many transformation videos on TikTok. And to be honest, they're kind of deceptive because I think in every person's journey, you're going to hit multiple rock bottoms. Like, like life moves in waves. Like you're going to have moments where you feel amazing moments where you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm like operating at my worst. But I think one of the moments was literally last year. I hit like a true rock bottom. So last year I was working a full-time job in public relations. I graduated college like six. You work in PR? I'm not anymore, but I was. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's a very strenuous job especially when you are trying to build a business on the side and I found myself like I was really struggling a lot with anxiety I found myself working so many hours a day I was struggling from healing from a literal breakup and I developed an eating disorder and I didn't realize it and so 
it was interesting because on the outside, I looked like I had my entire life together. I was a single thriving girl in Miami going out all the time. I had my nails done, my fake tan, my blonde hair. I looked really good. But on the inside, when I knew I hit rock bottom was when I couldn't get myself to do more than a 15 minute workout. I wasn't sleeping enough. I literally felt dead on the inside and I just, it was like a constant just mental health battle. So I think it was like, (laughs) not to sound dramatic, but (laughs) I think it was after having panic attack, mental breakdown, like every single day, that's when I was just like, okay, we need to make a change. I feel super sick, super weak. And I talked to my sister and figured out I was struggling with an eating disorder. And I was like, okay, we need to like, we need to make a change. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it was kind of like when I just started feeling physically unwell, I was like, this this needs to change. Yeah. I mean, good for you. And thank you for sharing that. What was, okay. You spoke to your sister, you realized you had an eating disorder. What was, you weren't feeling well. So then what was, I guess, your first step? If someone is like, oh, that is me, sis. Like I physically feel like shit. I'm so fatigued. (laughs) I know I have to make a change, but like, you know, when you're in that place, until you really want to make a change and are like begging to feel better and that's like motivating you it's really hard to one figure out what that first step is it's all overwhelming it's like do I focus on food do I wake up early I don't know what the hell to do or so it's like if someone's in that place and they're feeling so overwhelmed by it all what was the first thing you found and that you did that just kind of gave you a little nudge in the right direction of just feeling better Okay, it was honestly the smallest step ever, and it was just recording, like, on my phone, voice memos. I just started, like, I just started recording myself and just venting everything that was going on. And that kind of, in like, I think a lot of people, when you feel like you're at rock bottom, you're like, okay, I know I need to make changes, and I want to do everything at once, and then it just leads you to burnout. Right. So... For me, it was like figuring out what the heck am I even feeling in the first place? Like, what is like the root cause of this? And that was genuinely like either journaling or voice memos was such a vibe for me because I, I, my hand would like hurt after writing so much. No, I so relate to that. (laughs) When I get a few minutes into journaling, I'm like, wait, my hand hurts. I can't finish this. (laughs) Literally the simplest hack. It was like, self-therapy basically (laughs) I was gonna ask if you've gone to therapy because that's that's how I like my way of just letting it all out is by doing that there's someone on the other side of the screen it's a therapist but like honestly even just being able to articulate and speak out your thoughts is so helpful yeah I mean I started going to therapy I think it was like less than a month later and that was like to me that like therapy was like the next step because Honestly, 
I think a lot of times with transformations, if someone hits rock bottom, they're like, I need to change my exterior. I need to fix how I look. I need to fix all this about myself. But it all comes down to a root cause, a limiting belief, like stored up trauma. And what I've learned is like, anytime I hit a low, there's something going on inside of me that needs to be fixed and healed. So that was like the biggest realization is like, let's do an inside out approach. And let's start by healing myself on the inside. And then the outside, just it just like, the outside glue up because I was glowing up on the inside. Totally. Wait, I love this so much that you said most people start with the exterior because which totally get it. You look in the mirror, you feel like shit, you don't feel confident. So like, what can we do, you know, physically to feel more confident? Like I get that that's where your mind goes, but this is literally my message always. And everything that I do is that you have to take care of yourself first and taking care of yourself starts in here and with your mental health and your physical health and just like everything in here and teasing that out. And until you have clarity there or are doing things there that you can feel better from the inside, the outside stuff comes with that, whether it's yeah. you have more energy and focus now where you crave working out or you, you know, you crave physical activity or you're just more confident. And then like, you know, everyone has someone in mind where they're like, that person is so confident that like their skin glows so it really does yeah. all start from within. Yeah, I mean, I think taking care of yourself on the outside is like obviously a beautiful, amazing thing. But to be honest, when I was really sick and struggling, I was I looked super put together on the outside, but it was just a bandage. Like it would right. make me feel good for maybe a couple of days and then my tan would start to fade or my nail would fall off. And it just all of that same insecurity and just all my self-confidence just took a big hit. And it was like realizing that was happening to me was really, really huge. <laughs> yeah, totally. So then, okay, so you started with speaking it out with therapy. So you started from the inside. And then when did you discover Pilates? And did you test a bunch of things out? Were you like trying to figure out what worked best for you? How did that come into play? Okay, so this is in the irony of it all. And I feel like this always happens to so many people that I know. I was literally launching my Pilates studio while I was going through all of this stuff. And I, it was weird because it felt like it was very much, um, what's the word? I guess imposter syndrome. And thankfully, I started to open up about it. And I was like, guys, I'm genuinely like a human being. I'm struggling. And I'm just, that's why I changed my podcast name to Healthy Be Human. Because wow. I was like, yeah, I'm trying to be as healthy as I can be, but I'm still a human. I'm still going through life. And I like, it was beautiful. Like as I built this studio out and launched it, like, so, okay, wait, to backtrack to answer your question, I started Pilates, teaching Pilates in 2020. And then I was teaching at studios up until I would say 2021. And then I just was doing private, like private sessions. And then I was building my studio and I launched my online studio it was literally like a year ago today. So congrats. <laughs> thank you. So yeah, I mean, Pilates, like it was always part, it's been part of my life for a long time. But I think during this period is when I was struggling to even like teach a workout and get through it. And then it was, I still like kept doing Pilates, but it kind of changed like my, I started doing Pilates to help with my mental health during this time of my life. It was no longer, okay, yeah, let's just do this workout, like keep the abs, keep the booty, all that stuff. Yeah. It kind of took a little different change of why I was doing Pilates. Yeah. And people are always sending in questions. I think they, someone even did actually, when I posted that you were coming on the podcast, I'm like any questions about 
Pilates, this or that. And they were like, how to stay consistent. And I always think that it's really that piece where once you start doing it for your mental health, similar to having a morning routine, to meditating, whatever your thing is, to having coffee in the morning, like whatever that thing is that like makes your day, once it becomes that for you and you find what works for you, then you kind of are naturally consistent with it. And a lot of people I think are, they're always asking me like the difference between different workouts. And so that's why I love having people like you that specialize in one because it's so overwhelming, similar to what we were just saying before. It's like you think, okay, I want to start incorporating exercise, but it's so overwhelming with where the hell to start. And I know there's this whole TikTok thing now, like strength and and hit workouts versus Pilates. And it's like also stupid, but I did want to ask you for someone who hasn't tried Pilates before, like how would you describe the workout and its benefits and what made you fall in love with Pilates specifically? Yeah. So it's so funny because I was actually like, I wrote a blog post a couple days ago about consistency. Amazing. And- Everyone go check it out. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it kind of just to, before I answer your question, consistency genuinely, it comes from like, what is your fuel source that you're relying on? Is your fuel source, you're trying to change your body to look like somebody else? Or is your fuel source coming from a place of I'm doing what's best for me. And this is literally taking care of my body inside and out. And that's a much more sustainable fuel source. So getting real with yourself on your intentions for doing type of workout, Pilates, whatever workout it is, that is a game changer that I have learned and it's helped a ton with my consistency. But to answer the question about what Pilates is, basically, I guess to like really simplify it, it's similar. Okay. Everyone's like, is it yoga? It's not yoga, but it's also a, it's a flow style type of exercise. So you're going to find in Pilates classes, you're usually moving most of the class, unlike weightlifting where you do sets and different reps and you take breaks in between the, the sets. Pilates, you really don't. You do stretches sometimes between different sections of class, but it's constantly moving. Very low impact. You're not going to find a lot of, you're really not going to find any jumping with Pilates unless it's like a cardio Pilates class, yeah. but that's like a very like off special, whatever. That's not really like total true Pilates, <laughs> but it's, um, I guess the way to describe it, it's like a lot of like dynamically, they're like big movements, but yet you can do pulses and circles. So you're hitting like you're getting like the bigger muscles, but you're really hitting smaller muscle groups that you typically wouldn't work out in other types of exercise. So a lot of people that take Pilates for the first time wake up so sore the next day because they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I had a muscle right here. And it's really good at hitting smaller muscles. And also I'll want some benefits of Pilates is you have your flexibility is really going to improve a lot. The movements are basically the way that you do them. It's elongating your muscles. So and I guess an example would be like scissor switches on your back. If you have one leg hovering the floor straight, the other leg is straight up in like an L shape and you're like crunching as you pulse your top leg towards you. It's hard to like explain this over the mic. <laughs> you're like elongating that muscle. It's like stretching out your muscle and then you switch legs. So a lot of Pilates is really great for that. And it's um, also, I guess, other benefits <laughs> is alignment. It helps with total body alignment. All the movements are just great. Like, the founder of Pilates, Joseph Pilates, he created Pilates and worked a lot with dancers who were injured. So a lot of just the movements are aiming at helping just restore alignment in your body. And it's really gentle and low impact for that reason. 
Um, also, you're going to find your core strength. It gets so crazy strong because everything just be- is centered in your core. So all the moves literally use your core strength. And that was something I really noticed. Um, what else? What else? I mean, I, I can attest to the flexibility. I've been doing Pilates for a long time, but the last two months I have been going to a reformer Pilates studio like multiple times a week. And I can't even tell you, like I'll go to stretch because I, I need to stretch more. And let me tell you, if you're someone who's like, I need to stretch, I go to the gym, I whatever, and I don't stretch just by going to Pilates and I stretch like literally once a week. I'm touching my toes. I'm doing things that like I wasn't able to do. I'm not like the most flexible person in the world, but that flexibility piece, like I did not change anything except implementing Pilates. And it feels really good to be able to like, okay, so I already know I'm not going to commit to like a 30 minute deep stretch every day. So if I (laughs) get in accidentally in Pilates, then great. It's also, I find it to be very relaxing. So if you're someone who doesn't love like the high cortisol, high intensity, cardio, loud music, boot camp style class. It's super relaxing. I never feel like I need to like, like I would never in my life take a pre-workout before. <laughs> Almost meditative. Exactly. I completely agree. Cause you basically, you connect the breath to movement. And so it's very, you're very mindful with all the different moves you're doing, which basically allows you to kind of just like not be so focused on everything going on in your life you it's it's really cool in that sense um and also too for anyone who's like very confused about pilates there is so um, pilates is like an umbrella there's so many different styles you can do of pilates i would say i'd recommend starting with matte pilates because matte is you're on the floor you're not on a machine it's the most it's the best place to start honestly you can get the form down and then you can try like a reformer class or can do more there's also classical and contemporary pilates so classical is more of the like the very core of what joseph pilates created it's like a sequence of different moves it's a little bit more chill i would say and then contemporary pilates it's like it's a variation i teach contemporary so it's a little bit more intense but once again like it always comes down to what you think would feel best for your body i like them both personally (laughs) yeah and I, i actually do want to talk about that I, well, I, first of all, I started with Melissa Wood Health and then I did like Matt in person. And then I just tried Reformer the end of this, like literally two months ago. And it's so true. It's like being able to do what you already learned on the mat on a machine. It makes it a little bit easier to get because you already understand the form. And now it's just like machine kind of works with you in that way. Like it, wait, where'd you go? I go to New York Pilates. I've heard that one so fun. It's like amazing. It's a see, And this is something about reformer Pilates. When I first went, I was like, Oh, I feel like I'm not working out. Like it's too chill for me. It's like too, I don't know. I just like, wasn't into it. And then when you go a few times, you like get it. And you're like, Um, Oh, you know what I mean? I've heard New York is like, so I lived in New York for like five months and my friend went there and she said that one's like, it's actually like really intense. It's, it is. And it's like, even just using the risers to pull yourself like the back workout. That's my favorite move. That's my favorite okay, one. Me too. I love like, it. So <laughs> um, but what I was saying I wanted to talk to you about was I feel like you're always saying how to work with your body and not against it. And that's kind of what you just said, like finding what works for you for someone who's like, what the hell does that mean? Can you dive into that? <laughs> yeah. It's like literally my life motto. Um, I know. I want to hear. 
I always like to basically break it down. It's like, okay, we're in our bodies. Our body is like our body is like getting us from point A to point B, like keeping us alive. Like, like our body like, is amazing. And I think a lot of times we try to basically do things that can harm our bodies. I mean, maybe that's not eating enough food in my case in the time, or maybe that's not getting enough sleep. But like when you genuinely like look at your body and you're like, okay, I really see that my body's a temple. I want to take care of it. I want to make sure it's performing at its best and like doing things that make it feel really, really good to do. That's when you're working with your body. So it's almost like a teammate. Like, would you like, I don't know. I think like the biggest thing with exercise, you can tell when to exercise or workout. It's good for you, your person, your body, like your individual body. Like when you know an exercise is right is when you are in the class and one, you're not experiencing pains that are like, you know, the difference between a good pain versus a bad pain. Mm-hmm. Good pain is like, okay, my muscles like shaking a little bit. It has a burn. Like it's feeling like this is a challenge versus a bad pain is like, oh my gosh, my, in my case, like squatting heavy weight right now, my knees are like hurting. Like it's like my joints, like it hurts. It feels swollen after I work out. So that's when you know like that exercise isn't good for you. Like for me, if I run a lot, I'll get shin splints. And so I have to be really careful that I don't run too, too much so that my body doesn't hurt. Um, And also too, like making sure you like the workout. I think the workout that's right for you, you like kind of enjoy it in a weird way. <laughs> like even oh. though it's, it's like fun for you, like it's fun music, it's a good environment. Um, maybe the instructor is really cool and makes you feel empowered. And then you leave class feeling like that really relaxed, like, oh my gosh, I feel so good right now. That's when you know it's the right exercise for you. Like you're going to know. Oh, 100%. That's actually was going to be my next question was like how to evaluate your, how to evaluate if it is working for you. Because I think we overthink so much. And I think just outlining like the good pain versus the bad pain is so helpful Is there anything else that you would have someone look out for when they're just starting a journey of like figuring out which workout works for them, which wellness ritual works for them? Like, are there any other things you would say to look out for to evaluate if it's working for you? So I think something that I didn't realize, I used to go to Orange Theory a lot when I was in high school and I would leave that class. I loved it. I thought it was so much fun, but I would leave that class so tired. I would go home and nap for two hours. So Something else that's really important is making sure you don't put too much on, too much stress on your body. As females, like adding cortisol, it just isn't like too much cortisol. It's not always the best thing. So making sure that the workout, it's like enough, like you feel like, okay, sometimes you do need a chill workout though, where you don't feel like I'm like dead afterwards, but enough to where like the workout pushes you, but you don't feel like you have to nap for like several hours afterwards. Like that's important to look out for too. I think also like we talked about, consistency is everything. Finding a workout that you genuinely look forward to and can easily integrate into your lifestyle and become just a daily habit for you. I mean, for me, like genuinely, okay, I guess I'll use cycle classes as an example. I think cycle class is really fun. I used to do soul cycle a lot, but it's one of those things where like I kind of dread going. Okay, yeah, that's a sign. so 
it's one of those things like yeah i like it in the moment but like it's hard to get myself to go there so i find what works better for me is just going on daily walks because i don't dread walking and i can get myself to do it more frequently so you also have to like work with yourself there too like maybe something is like something you do once a week but you got to find the things that you can be consistent with that you genuinely enjoy like that's the literal number one key i can possibly say yeah that's really good advice i also am always trying to share different types of workouts and workout classes because there's so much more than just like oh i tried strength training at her and i tried pilates and i was bored like there's trampoline classes there's dance classes like there's so much out there for you to try so don't get discouraged because boxing like there's literally so much you can try and you can try it all on youtube for free too yeah also don't rule something out on the first try i have taken just Pilates as an example. I've taken so many Pilates classes where I left like genuinely like annoyed because I hated the instructor. Yeah. <laughs> like in the yeah, nicest way possible. In there. <laughs> I just didn't vibe with them. And nothing is wrong with that. Like different personalities work with different people. You have to kind of like shop around and find the best instructor for you because just because one instructor's class was like too easy for you or you're bored doesn't mean the same studio could have an instructor that's like insanely good for right. you. Right. Also sometimes, cause I started like programming my own workouts for the first time ever. And it's kind of like a fun game for me to like find which workouts I'm going to do and like put it into a thing. So if you're someone who's just like that part's more fun for you, then try that. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much out there. You also don't have to stick to just one thing. Like for me personally, I love Pilates so much. Like I'll rotate between bar and Pilates and like walking, all that stuff. But I think what's like really like if you tend to get bored easily just do multiple things like don't put yourself in a box you don't just have to do pilates or have to only do weightlifting like there's you can just blend it together like do one day do weightlifting next day do pilates then do like a yoga class just like keep it spicy for yourself yes so that's me and that's kind of what i was saying before i think the whole like hit versus pilates is so stupid on tiktok because i'm like wait i like both <laughs> yeah and like it's it's like honestly like what really annoys me is when someone's like okay this type of workout doesn't like you're not it's not gonna work uh-huh. okay that's a lie every type of exercise is effective okay. you just With have to like bodies. yeah yeah it's it's like don't listen to like if someone says something doesn't work maybe it didn't work for them but doesn't mean it won't work won't work for you There's also so many factors. I mean, this is a whole nother podcast, but like if something's not working for someone, there's like thyroid issues. Like there's so, there's so many factors. Well, I can even say like, I just went and got my blood tested or blood drawn and I have like insulin resistance, which can actually cause me to have a harder time losing weight or losing fat in my body. So if someone's like on a weight loss journey, like it's really important to get like your hormone levels checked, insulin checked vitamins checked because there's a lot more that goes on in the body besides just what am I eating and what am I doing I'm so glad that we got to that because that's so important as well like you get so frustrated and I've been there where I'm like wait I look like I literally don't work out and yet I go every day and I'm still gonna go because it's for my mental health but what's wrong and then I go and find out I have SIBO and I'm getting my blood take like there's so many other that can contribute to just not feeling well yeah seriously like I mean I've always struggled like I was never I guess like the really really like thin kid growing up like I always kind of struggled with my weight so for me to like learn that I actually have insulin resistance it's allowing me to like 
just kind of like be nicer to myself. Be like, yeah. okay, it's okay that some days you maybe feel like you eat like a certain food and then wake up the next morning feeling like a little bit heavier. Like it's just working with myself. And like, that's what's been really giving me a lot of peace of mind, just knowing that I have underlying things. Totally. The more you know about what's happening inside that's either in or out of your control, it just gives you some more like understanding of yeah. that it's not you and what you did that day or whatever. Like there's, oh, yeah. there's shit happening in here. <laughs> Even with like my acne, I guess for like on the talk of cycle syncing, yeah. I go off birth control. I think it was like a year ago and I've just had the worst like cystic hormonal acne over my face that I've never experienced in my life. Wow. So I always wondered like, what's wrong with me? Like, why am I having all these breakouts? And I got my hormone levels checked and like my hormones are still healing. So it's really normal to experience that after birth control. Just so everyone knows, don't be mean to yourself. Your body is just trying to like fix itself. 100%. I went off birth control and I cried and cried and cried like the PMS was real I thought I was like oh my god I'm developing like a depression and anxiety disorder like like these hormones are crazy people go get them checked <laughs> yeah I mean I still the doctor told me it can take like three years for your hormones to fix themselves and I was like that makes a lot of sense <laughs> it's so crazy um okay wait I do want to I really want to get into social media because yeah. we have a little bit of time left and I when did you start everything? Because I feel like you have blown up on every platform that you're creating on like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, like you are crushing it. And I have like specific questions for you. But when did you start? <laughs> like, you're not gonna believe this. I've been doing this since 2019. But oh. I had a blog. Oh, cool. it was a blog first. So it didn't start blowing up though until COVID summer, like 2020 summer. It was like tiny little blog, like a hundred followers. <laughs> Cause you're like me where I was like looking at your, pro I found you through TikTok. Then I went to your Instagram and then like, I was doing some research. I'm like, Oh, she's also on YouTube. Oh, she also has a podcast. I'm like, we're the same. <laughs> like, you just keep <laughs> my name and there's just more platforms. Just more. Do it all. The blog made a comeback too. That's new. <laughs> oh, amazing. You know, I'm kind of living for a blog moment. The skinny okay. confidential blog. Like I, I literally go there for specific products and wellness tips. And I feel like maybe they're coming back. Oh, I think bloggers are going to have a comeback. I mean, literally everything with fashion, social media, everything always comes back around. I mean, look at podcasting. It's essentially a radio show. Totally. It all comes back. So I think blogging is going to come back. I hope it does. I love blogging. I love it. Um, okay. I want to ask you though, like, what do you think? I guess it's hard because it's different on every single platform, but I feel like you've mastered them all. So what is your biggest piece of advice on if someone's creating content and even selfishly, like for growing an audience, growing a community, like, is there one thing that you would look at and be like, I think I've mastered all these platforms because of this? Okay, this, so I have two tips actually, but I think the first one is create funnels for yourself. Like the reason that all my platforms have, I think like above 60,000 followers or so like is genuinely because I used my biggest platform to funnel to my other platforms. So I've learned just from time and time again, like don't put your eggs in one basket. So you want to make sure that you have like, like because social media, like you don't own that. You don't own your account. It's all like a third party. It's really, really important to make sure that like, you don't only focus on one thing because what if TikTok just went away tomorrow and all your following, everything was just in one place? Like that would suck. So 
I think the first thing I did was my TikTok was like popping off in 2020. And so I was like, okay, we're going to make a YouTube channel and I'm going to start posting long form videos. And then I'm going to post in every single TikTok, subscribe to my YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube. And it worked. People started going to my YouTube channel. And I did the same thing with Instagram. With I was funneling to Instagram with my TikTok and it started like it all just became like this little funnel system and it's all adding like that call to action at the end of your videos. Like now it's, I have my online studio. So at the end of videos, it's like, go join my January plies challenge. Go like join, like basically it just, that's the most important thing ever. It's like offer someone value and then call to action wherever you want them to go next. A different platform. If you have multiple, that's really, really smart. How are you doing it on TikTok where it's not, salesy promotionally annoying (laughs) you like I kind of like take the perspective of I'm just trying to be a friend to this person so it's almost like okay how would I talk to my friends about this and honestly I think in a weird way like psychologically when you give something like this isn't a book that I read it's called launch by Jeff Walker. It's like the best book ever. If you want to launch a business, like completely changed my life. But the concept is that when you give someone something, a lot of times that person feels like they want to give you back something kind of like the trading, just like trading how it used to be a long time ago. So I guess an example, like I'll offer value, like free value on social media. And then like the last like two seconds or so it's like, okay, now go do this. Or like in my caption, it's like, if you love these moves, come check out. Like, I'd love for you to come join me for like our January challenge. I just don't, I try to keep it conversational if that makes sense. And honestly, like people don't really, I don't think like, because it's not the whole, like the whole video is not being salesy. Like people don't really care. And it's like, it sounds like you have more of a casual approach, which is kind of what I like to take instead of like, okay, now click subscribe, leave a review, do this, do that, do that. It's like, oh, if you want more of this, head over to YouTube or it's like more casual, conversational. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, end of the day, it's like strip away popular, like, okay, strip away popularity, strip away greed, strip away anything that could be like, like not like a positive reason why you want someone to go check out your video. So like if someone wants to go check out, if you want someone to go to your YouTube and you want your YouTube following to grow because it makes you feel good about yourself, like gonna be obvious to the person that you're in this for the wrong reason okay if that youtube video you know for a fact is gonna help change that person's life or day like it should not like it won't come across as salesy because you genuinely want to help that person and they're gonna feel that okay i absolutely love that i'm like already brainstorming (laughs) in my head i love that i'm curious before we get into the ending segment do you have a why behind creating content on social media i genuinely just like want people to not feel like how I felt a long time ago I would only work out because I wanted to look like all the girls on social media I just hated everything about my body and I didn't I just didn't even think about like loving myself and meeting myself where I was and I just want to like help someone who's starting their fitness journey or maybe they're in their fitness journey and just don't feel like good about themselves so I'm just trying to make a fitness like the fitness world a positive place and a very empowering place and so even like my workouts, I do like Pilates for confidence, Pilates, like mood boosting Pilates. Like I make it not just about your physical. That's kind of like my just entire why. 
I love that so much. And we can use this opportunity to plug. If you use code DARE, you will get one month free of her sweaty studio. And you can just apply the code at checkout to her membership. And I just launched a Pilates challenge for January. It starts on the 2nd. So yeah, definitely go join that. It's a Pilates princess challenge. <laughs> it's really Dude, fun. I love that. Okay, <laughs> so any segment, fun facts and favorites, just some rapid fire here. What's your favorite book? Oh, I love anything Colleen Hoover. I'm a sucker for Colleen Hoover. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. I'm with you. <laughs> um, okay, what's your favorite way to move? Well, I think we know Pilates. Pilates. <laughs> um, wellness product you can't live without right now. Okay, my hair oil. It's like, I think it's Quay hair oil. It's It like completely healed my dry, damaged hair. Oh, amazing. I'll link that in the description for sure. <laughs> okay. What would be your last meal on earth? <laughs> okay. Um, you already probably have been here and know this. Jack's wife, Frida, chocolate yeah. cake and mashed potatoes. Okay. It's a weird combo I used to get in New York. Wait, I, get yeah. a slice of, I get a slice of chocolate cake and then I get a side of mashed potatoes and... When I used to drink, I would get wine with it. It was like, mm. Jack's way, Frida. Yes. Okay, I live right near one, so I'm going to have to try their chocolate cake. <laughs> they thought it was insane. <laughs> That's kind of amazing, though. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Okay, where can people find you, work out with you? You can find me. My app and website is called Sweaty Studio. And my Instagram, TikTok is I'm sweaty and I know it. And my YouTube is Callie Jardine. And my podcast is Healthy But Human. It's a lot. I'm all over the place. I'll put it all in the description. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. You're like a breath of fresh air. And I love, I just love when people have a genuine why and message behind creating content. And it's so clear that you do. Um, so thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm bummed that I didn't know you before I left New York. We could have hung out. Bummer, <laughs> but when I'm back, I, I visit New York a lot. My sister lives perfect. there. I'll have to reach out. We can do something. Thank you guys so much for listening to that episode. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you just can't get enough of this podcast, go subscribe over on YouTube. You can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well. You can find TikTok clips over at Jen Lauren with two N's. You can find Instagram Reels if that's your jam over on Instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even Dare to Self Care Pod on Instagram. So you never have to go a day without Dare to Self Care. 